Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Our numero dos. I'm Kyle. That's James. We're taking you up to noon. Then we will hand it off to D'Lo and KC. I want to talk about real quick what you looked worried. No. Okay. I'm good. Okay. That was We're on the air. I know we definitely know that's for all that sure. matters, Kyle. The way the way your face looked just now though, I thought something bad happened. Nope. Whew. All right. We're A okay. We've been uh talking a little bit about the All Star game. We talked to Kings Heat, of course the Kings and Heat uh face off tonight. The Kings looking to make it five consecutive victories, looking to get to a season high ten. Games over 500. Mm. How important do you think that is? 10 games is big. Yeah. Because once you get to 10, it's you've sort of secured yourself in who you you should be. Yeah. Like you're on a on a path where you're a 45 to 52 win team mm. like right there it depends whether you pick up you you know you start making some moves and stuff but you're on you're on a specific path and when the the late season comes and a bunch of teams cash it in the final 25, mm-hmm. you are not one of those teams, especially when we get this close to the all-star break, when you're like, you see where this thing's heading mm-hmm. and then a lot of teams go, okay, we're good. We know we're, who we are and we're going to play for, for draft lottery, even though it's a bad draft right. uh, or suspect draft. I will see how it all works out in the end. But um, yeah, I, I think 10 is big. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree with that. Let's put a pin in that and discuss that a little bit more later on. We've got Frank in Elk Grove. We were talking about Demonis Abonis making or not making the All-Star team. Frank had a question. Frank, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, I'm not sure if James knows the answer to this, but I was just thinking about Sabonis' contract when it was announced, right? And uh, I, isn't there like an incentive in there for him to make the All-Star in the NBA teams like $2.5 million or something? So if, if he doesn't make it, doesn't that go from a likely incentive because he made it last year to an unlikely incentive, which means that the Kings will carry a lower cap hit into the offseason? Uh, that was pretty much my question, so I'll take the answer off the line. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, so his incentives, um, he gets $1.3 million for an all-star bid, and then he, I believe his other is an unlikely incentive, which is the all-NBA, which is... Uh, he gets another 1.3, so he can get 2.6 million dollars. But um, the all-star incentive for him 
because he ha- he is a three-time All-Star, has become a likely incentive, so it does count against the cap. Uh, and then the unlikely incentive. Either way, they count against the cap, but in different ways. So like they count at the end of the year, but they don't count at the beginning of the year. So that unlikely, you're probably right. The, the unlikely... Uh, I still believe is an unlikely incentive uh, if he if he makes uh, for him to make the All NBA team because it's only 15 players. So even if you've made it a couple of times, I still think it's an unlikely incentive. All right. Yeah, I, I'll I can do some more uh, research on it, but um, you know I I don't know that they're all likely. Like, well, I don't know, maybe. And again, this goes back to what I and now granted, if you negotiate a, a an, an all star incentive into your contract, that's your that's your mo. But you're banking on fan voting and then players and coaches and all these other all these other aspects that go into it. I don't. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't base my my uh, my potential pay on the whims of people on Twitter. That's all. No, <laughs> that's my that's my take. Yeah. Um, I was perusing the athletic today, which I tend to do. I read, no big deal. And <laughs> a couple of names I want to throw at you. Yep, as as possible fits for the Kings. All right. How do you feel about Daniel Gafford starting center for the Wizards? Oh, I've always liked Daniel Gafford. Uh, when Daniel Gafford was coming out in the draft, he's a player that I thought, hey, if you could get him in the late first, early second, uh, I like him. Mm-hmm. He for the first couple of years of his career was just a stick figure. Really his um, body transformation reminds me a lot of Willie Cauley Stein. Mm. Uh, Willie Cauley Stein quietly became like a bean pole mm-hmm. to a guy who actually started to thicken up, not upper body. He was still smaller upper body, but uh, like his lower, he, he was able to build his, uh, his legs and, yeah. you know, he was able to become more of a like sturdy player. Yeah. Gafford has developed and he is a shot blocker. And if you were looking for somebody who's going to be, you know, you're going to be able to keep around for a few years. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that like, if you're looking at young JaVale McGee type stuff, yeah, I, I think Gafford kind of fits into that mold right there. I like Gafford. This year he's 10.8 points, 7.8 boards, uh, 1.6 assists, averaging more than two blocks a game. Yeah. Would you do a heavily protected first Davion Mitchell and Chris Duarte? No. I don't think. Because Would you that, do Mitchell and Duarte? Yeah. Uh, like uh, maybe. I, I'd like to see the contract that he's on. Um because that's usually like one of the determining factors for me. So without having his I think contract, he's got two years left. Yeah, I'll, and twelve million a year. Okay. Um. You know, I I think some of the issues that you have is number one, you're talking about a player who's never played for a good team. Mm-hmm. Um. Like for the most part in his career, he's been on on a bad. You know, well, his whole career, he he's been on a bad. Uh, Wizards team. He's an Arkansas guy, which is interesting. Uh, he's got two years after this one, 13.3 and then 14.3. Yeah, see, that's a lot for me. Okay. Like, to be honest, okay. I, like, I, I don't mind him. And if it was part of a, not at that price. a bigger deal, like, but I'd want to know why I'm doing it. Right. So, and, and I do think he can play. And I, I just don't know, you know, he's not a guy who he, he doesn't even shoot threes. Like, he has never attempted a three in the NBA. He has one attempt. He has one, oh, he has one? one attempt in the 2021-22 season, and he missed it. Yes. So one total. So for me, like... This is also... This this also feeds into my whole thing about Domas needing to shoot more threes. 
it gives them more options about who can play next to him. No, Anyways, totally. Uh, totally. But like to pay a guy 13, 14 million over the next couple of years, I didn't know his contract was that high. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically like we're Sean Holmes cash. That's that's a good chunk of change for a guy who might play 15 or 13 minutes a night behind Demonis Sabonis. Sure. If he can play alongside Sabonis. That, that would be that, so that's that that was the impetus behind this for me. And yeah. that's where the, the discussion comes in for me because you're right. It's a very obvious no if you're expecting him to be the JaVale McGee Alex Len mold, right? Yeah. But if you believe that Hey, you can get a shot blocking center next to Demonis Abonis, and offensively you're gonna have to change some things around, and maybe it does mean Domas hanging out on the perimeter a little more and shooting some threes, mm-hmm. then so be it for me. Okay. That's but but uh to your point, um I don't I, I don't I, is changing everything they're doing offensively right now really the move. Yeah. So last year we had, I mean, last week we had Jerry Reynolds on and Jerry Reynolds brought up a name that's like in the same sort of vein. And he brought up Jalen Smith and is like, Hey, look, you know, Indiana just made a move for Siakam. They're super crowded now with Mm -hmm. uh, Isaiah Jackson there with Obi Toppin there. Like, Hey, why don't you look at that as a potential player? And he makes more sense. Uh, 10.5, 5.6 uh, rebounds, only 0.6 blocks. But the key to him is he's shooting 46.9% from three. Um, now he is getting the benefit of being fed by by Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, because he's a career three, uh, 33.1% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Smith is kind of in that same type of, you know, long athletic guy that might be able to come in and, and do a little bit of damage defensively, but also hit a three. Yeah. I think he could steal minutes alongside Domas, where I don't think that's the case with, uh, with Gafford. All right. Uh, the second, uh, do we have time? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get be you quick one more then. here. I'm going to get you one more here. Uh, Quentin Grimes for the Knicks. No, I, I mean, like yeah, Quentin Grimes is a bucket, but I put him in the same vein as like Malik Monk. If you're making that move, it's because you're planning for the future. Oh, see, I, I, Man, I I think defensively, yeah, what he brings is is awesome and his offense has fallen off a lot this year. Um he's only shooting thirty six point three percent from three. Uh he was up around thirty eight, I think, last year. He might have been more than thirty eight last year. But I just think defensively, I think he could be what you thought you were getting with Chris Duarte. Okay. I, je- I, I, I I like that idea way more than I like the the Gafford idea. Okay. It's just, but again, I don't know how eager the Knicks are to move on from him, and I yep. don't. I'm not giving up like major assets. If they're going to give him away for next to free, then great. But I don't know how much they'd be willing to do that. I think it's cost prohibitive. Uh, that's the, the problem that you're going to have with Grimes. Is I think that the Knicks believe he's worth a lot more than, and, and I think sure. there are certain teams out there that really like what he what he brings. He's only mm-hmm. at two point four million this year and four point three next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are both team options. So like super, super affordable. And if he's a guy that grows into a much bigger role, then sure. Um, and you're going to have, you're going to bird rights to him. You're going to have like restricted free agent and all that. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that I would definitely like consider. Yeah. But if they're going to want like an unprotected first for him. Well, and that's what I think like sort of the buzz out there is if the Knicks are going to get rid of him, they're trying to, what they're trying to do is stockpile as many picks. Sure. So when they go to add that next humongous piece that they think that they'll add this summer, mm-hmm. that they've got like an arsenal to do it. And sure. they already have a, a, a war chest. They want more. Hmm. They want a more chest. A more chest. 
<laughs> yes. I'm sorry. That was stupid. It's I'm okay. Terrible. Uh, we'll talk more trade stuff. We got a Kyle Kuzma thing out of the athletic as well from David Aldridge and Josh Robbins mm. on uh, Robbins offered an idea on what the Kings could give up for Kyle Kuzma. Didn't necessarily love it, no. but we'll, uh, we'll dive into that. We'll also dive back in to this Kings heat matchup tonight down in Miami. All of that's coming up in the final. What do we got? Math 47 minutes on the insiders. It's ESPN 1320. You're listening to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD two Sacramento sports leader. Back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Alright, I'm Kyle. That's James. Kings taking on the heat of Miami. And let me tell you, that Miami heat is made worse by the humidity. The humidity is so bad. I went to... I know it's not Miami... But I went to Key West recently. Yeah. Not to brag. And it was awful. Man, I've been to like Fort Lauderdale and like Stewart, Florida, above that, and in Orlando. And man, if you haven't been there, if you haven't been like for people who are like California people, right? Mm-hmm. It's so like the humidity is so bad that you are drenched in sweat. Every single moment of the day, no matter what, no matter what you're doing, like you're just sitting there, you're you're drenched in sweat. I this, sat outside for an hour doing sea glass art and had to go inside, shower, and change before going out. Yes. Then the problem is you walk into any store, and in order to keep the moisture and mildew out, they have their air conditioners cranked to like sixty. Yes. So you're covered in sweat. You walk in. You instantly have the chills, and you're freezing. Yes. It is absolutely miserable. It's awful. There are so many better places in the world to go to. Than that's what. That's what. There. Dude, when when I was down there, and I've been to I've been to a couple different places in in Florida a couple times. Don't judge. And when I'm down there, it's like, why do people want to play sports here? I don't. <sighs> I'm not built for this. But you know what? <laughs> De'Aaron Fox will tell you he he loves the humidity right, of, but Houston, a, right, of Houston. Right, because he's from there. Yeah, way more than he likes the California dry heat. Oh, man, I'll take the California dry heat all day long. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I it's hot. Like, yeah, it, it gets super hot where you walk outside and you're like, oh, it hits you in the face. You're like, I, I do not want to be outside anymore, especially if you're like walking on blacktop. But come on now. I lived, I, w- I lived in Arizona for a couple years, and yeah, I will dry. say, so I get the dry heat aspect of like California, mm-hmm. because up here, we might get a week of eh, 113, 115. In Arizona, it's like, and again, that's in a really bad year where it's oh, like, yeah. dude, it is, but like 107, 108. In Arizona, it is just like three months of highs of 110 and above. And I don't care at that point that the heat's dry. Yeah. It I, sucks, dude. Dude, I talked to my brother. One, my brother <laughs> lived awful. in Arizona. I talked to him at like 11 o'clock at night one night. Mm-hmm. And it was still 109 at 11 o'clock at night. 
Like yeah. it, it just doesn't cool off. You're, it's just absolutely miserable. Brutal. Like I, I don't even want to be there. Brutal. All right, let's get some kings to get some kings to a keys victory. Let's get some keys to a kings victory tonight in Miami. Is the take on the Heat with a four thirty tip? James, what is your first key for the Sacramento Kings? Oh my goodness, my first key. Uh, oh my goodness, you caught me. Uh, <laughs> no, win the trip, win it. Like that's it, win the trip. You start three and zero. You're on a seven-game road trip. You win this game, you come back 500 or better. You've already guaranteed. You come back. You're better than 500. You've already guaranteed a winning. Oh, on the trip. You've already won, yeah. guaranteed a winning trip, and that's actually a big deal. Like if you can do do this, I, it's it's a big momentum builder going forward, and mm-hmm. to keep it rolling, to get to five-game win streak at the right time to start getting that separation where some mm-hmm. teams are struggling, that's a huge moment for the Kings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Moment in a in a season that's been as up and down as this one, you need to find an up and ride it for a while. Yeah, and and I think you can do that tonight. Key number one for me is you got to bring the dogs. Like you thought Memphis was was tough because of how they played. I know the Heat culture thing is a is a bit now, but with Eric Spolstra and with Jimmy Butler. And with Pat Riley and the foundation and the culture that they've built, they're going to bring it. Mm-hmm. And they do not want to get to eight losses in a row. As bad as the Kings want to get to five wins in a row, the Heat do not want to get to eight losses in a row. That'd be very embarrassing for them. I think you're going to get their very best punch tonight. And they they have some dogs and you got to bring your own. Yeah. And you know what, Kyle? I'll add to that. If you're the Kings, the the Heat play the Wizards at they go they fly to Washington Washington for their next game. Mm. You know that they know that they're going to get a get right game. They can see it. You need to push that off one more game. Mm-hmm. You need to say, okay, you guys know you you're going to get right next game, yep. but you're not going to get right against us. Yep. yep. So it's a big deal, no doubt. Number two, don't play down to the level of competition. They've lost seven straight. Don't don't give them life. Yes, yeah, is a weird one because you think play down to the competition like Memphis. Mm-hmm. But also with how the Heat are playing right now, and frankly, the the Kings are just better than Miami. Yeah. So I, I'm I I agree with you. When I first saw this one, I was kind of like, eh, but I I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, a team that's lost seven in a row, you can't be the team that breaks the streak. And I think yep. we saw that last year, where the the Kings let off the gas against a couple of teams that were really struggling. Wasn't it? Um, like Charlotte had lost eleven in a row, and and beat the Kings. Yes. It was something bizarre like that. Yes. You can't be that team this year. No. It, well, you can't be that team right now. Right. Going into going into February, that's not where you want to be. No. As a as a club. Yep. Uh number 2 for me. <laughs> I changed the turnover thing to like fundamentals, dude. Just do the fundies. Yeah. Don't throw the ball out of bounds. Don't try crazy cross-court passes. Don't try no-look bounce passes in the lane. Don't try if Miami's going to generate some turnovers on their own, you don't need to give them free ones and you don't need to let them get out and run because offensively they're not super awesome. And if you let them start getting out and run, get out, getting out in transition, uh, it just makes life a lot easier for a team that's really been struggling. So if you go out and you play clean basketball, you have a way better shot of, of making it eight losses in a row for them. So what you're saying is don't look like you just went out all night long in Miami the night before. Yes. Exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. My third key. Uh, show your All-NBA. Mm. Sabonis so beat out Bam for the third uh, team All-NBA center spot last year. 
and he's been the better player. Mm-hmm. Bam brings a lot to the table, but this is another game where he can show mm-hmm. that he is the better player and he is the deserving player when it comes to all NBA and the awards that, that come after that. We always talk about like recognition with Sabonis, right? We just talked about it earlier with the whole all-star thing and the popularity contest. Yeah. If you go out and look, what do what do what do you have? Twenty and twenty six and five twenty, twenty six and five the other night? Yeah. Against Memphis. Like that's an amazing stat line. That's a great stat line. You also did it against Memphis. Against nobody. Against a depleted Memphis. Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. And it's interesting you say nobody when Memphis has the reigning defensive player of the year. Just continues my yeah, yeah, continues my my thoughts on Triple J. But uh <laughs> but if you go out, if you're Sabonis and you go out and you have eighteen 16 and nine in a win against Bam Adebayo in the Heat. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that you go, wow, they had, he had a near triple double. He had a triple double and against Bam, like dang. Yeah. That's that's the kind of game that gets you on the map. He's actually played well against Bam in the past and he gets mm-hmm. Bam in foul trouble mm-hmm. and, and then Bam will get him in foul trouble and then Baltimore <laughs> in foul trouble. It's like... Uh, Perfect. Yeah. That Perfect. might be something that I remember when I'm hey, going right. through prize picks this evening. Fourth key, stay out of foul trouble. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, third key for me, speed them up. The Heat don't like to play fast. They are 29th in pace. They want to get you in the half court, and they want to grind you into dust. And if you get out and run on them, I don't think that they have a ton of answers. Yeah, the Kings have really, really pushed the tempo lately, and they've mm-hmm. they've tried to get back to who they were of even on a made basket, mm-hmm. getting the ball out of bounds, getting it back in bounds, and racing up the court. Yes. And it's something that if you do against this Miami Heat team, I don't know that they can keep up all the time. No, and especially, and even when you get, this is something we talked about a lot earlier in the year is it doesn't even need to be get the ball out of the basket and sprint down the court and get into your offense as quick as possible. But it is, when you do get into your offense, do it with force. Like, do it with purpose. Mm-hmm. You have to move. And I, I think if if you can do that and keep Miami from just getting set in their defense, they're eventually going to figure out what you want to do. And if you make it a little more frenetic, you you speed them up offensively. It messes them up defensively. I think that's one of the one of the big things tonight. Yeah, I think one of the other I would point out to they they just made a trade for Terry Rozier Ooh, fourth and, key and, and Terry Rozier like he loves to play the Kings like he, he's hammered the Kings all season long like he had the big blow up game early when they beat uh, when Charlotte beat yeah. the Kings. Like this is a player that um, he's still finding his way and how he fits into their mm-hmm. their roster. But when he steps on the court and he looks across and he sees the Kings again, he's going to be like, all right, I know, I, I feel... I know how to do this. I know where I'm at. I, I know uh, what this means. It's go time. No. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully the Kings are listening right now down in South Beach. Yeah, I think so. Just getting ready for the game. Tapped into Kyle and James on ESPN 1320. There we go. And uh, if they follow these keys and avoid the Miami flu... But, of course, that's not something they can do tonight. That has to be <laughs> based on how they prepared yesterday. No, totally, totally, totally. So, and hey, Like Kyle, I said, if they, if they come out flat tonight, I'm not going to come in here tomorrow and lambaste them. I'll get it. Okay. I'll yeah, I, I mean, I think we all have those days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, there's <laughs> you know a few what? No, days. You know what? Hey, you know what? No, I've never had a day like an NBA player can have in Miami. I can confidently say that. You've never rolled in here and been like, oh, oh, what what was I thinking? No, not not to this. No, <laughs> not not at that level. 
Not at all. Not at no. that level. Definitely Las Vegas a couple times like that. Well, Kyle, the good thing is it tomorrow we will talk about all of these keys and we'll give away a $100 gift certificate to Jiffy Lube as part of our uh, Jiffy Lube Fast Break giveaway. And you'll also be put in for a, a Sacramento Kings jersey if, if you somehow win. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so t- um, tomorrow's player of the game is your last chance to enter for January's jersey giveaway. Oh, so we're so going to give away a jersey one. soon. Yeah, we sure are. Uh, do we even know what jersey or are we going to let people choose? Uh, no, we we do know which which jersey. I haven't gotten confirmation which one it is. Oh. But there's a couple of Foxes, a Sabonis, and a Murray. Ooh. So I got to find out exactly which, which one? one it is, but we'll be giving away that. Uh, tomorrow, uh, starting at, uh, at 10 o'clock, we will tell you how to enter to win that. All right, more coming up next on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Here's a good question from Dr. David. Yeah. In the chatty house, youtube.com slash ESPN1320, twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. If you want to hang out with us, hang out in the chatty house. Uh, always a good conversation happening there. Uh, regardless of what we're talking about, chatty house is going to have a good convo going. That's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. So you can join it there. Dr. David asked if um, Monty McNair would include Sasha in any trades. That is a really, really That's intriguing a great question. Cue. Yeah. Yeah, and so you have to look at Sasha in a couple of different ways too. Yeah. So first of all, he signed a three-year deal, but the third year is non-guaranteed, mm-hmm. or it's partially guaranteed, and so like a team could look at him in a couple of different ways. For me, if I'm looking at it right now, and I have to choose between him and Trey Lyles, and all honesty, I choose Trey Lyles. 
Yeah, it's not even a question for me. Yeah, so that's so if he has to be included in a trade, my only concern is that the Kings believe what the Kings believe he will be and and how much they sold him being in Sacramento for his career as part of this equation and all that. I, I there is something in me that says that their like promises may have been made to get him mm-hmm. to to Sacramento and then to go back on your word and trade him three months later might not have been what some of those promises were about. And so I, I think that he does have game and I think that there is a way that he can help a team. Mm-hmm. And I even think there's there's a way he can help the Kings. I I would agree. But I, I'd even say at this point, if you were to go get out, uh, go out and get another forward, mm-hmm. I would probably include one of my forwards. And if I had to choose between my forwards, I'm going to have, you know, Keegan Murray is untouchable in, in this scenario. And then after that, the next guy down is the next best player is Harrison Barnes. And then the next best, I would start tiering them. Mm-hmm. And then you have to see what you can get away with a trade. And, you know, like we were talking at the break and someone, for some reason, people bring up Jonathan Isaac all the time. And like, can, John, I, yeah, can I real quick talk about Sasha real quick? Yeah. Just last thing on it. It's not about getting rid of Sasha. No. It's not the, like the Kings need to just get rid of this guy. It is that. Hey, you know what? He could probably be a valuable asset who doesn't have a consistent role here, and maybe another team views him as a valuable asset who could have a consistent role on their team. That's why his name is being brought up. It's not because yeah. he stinks or something. No, well, and I'd even add that if you're looking at him and and uh, and Trey Lyles, if you're looking at them as potential trade guys, right? Mm-hmm. One of them makes eight million. One of them makes like six and a half. Mm-hmm. So like they're almost interchangeable in a deal. And that's why I, I, I bring him up. Oh, it's okay, like, yeah, yeah. Like, again, when you're looking at the Sacramento Kings, you have to look at players at some point as their salary cap figure. Mm-hmm. You've got Fox, and you've got Sabonis, and you've got Keegan Murray, and then you have to know what Keegan Murray will be down the road as far as salary. Mm-hmm. Then after that, like, it, it sounds horrible and, and just, like, not very nice, but Kevin Herter has to be looked at as, like, a $17.5 million salary as a as a trade block that you right, can move right. and Harrison Barnes if you need to get a, if you're trying to get a 40 million dollar player it's going to take a 17 and a 18 million dollar player to get to 35 so you're within 25% mm-hmm. to make a trade and right. that's how you have to look at these guys right. at some point which is which is lame and not cool and and it it's it feels bad it's but the reality man but it is it is a reality that these guys are you know you can't go out and Trade Davion Mitchell for anyone in the league. He makes five million bucks, mm-hmm. and then if you tack in Chris Duarte's four million bucks, now you got nine million. So now you might be able to get up to twelve million dollar player. Mm-hmm. So that's how you have to kind of look at these things at some point. And it's not just like how do I throw all these things in and and have them come out the other side and like you know have a trade work mm-hmm. because there are very strict rules to NBA trades. Yeah, yeah. It's not like <laughs> that's why I like the NFL so much with their salary cap structure. Because you can trade anybody for anybody as long as you got the cap space for it. <laughs> well, yeah, but then you deal with dead money and you deal with yeah, all yeah, like no, no doubt. It's not it's yeah. not a hundred percent that, but it's not you don't have to salary match and do all that. It's like if the salaries work for this year, you gotta you get you have to figure out next year, next year. But if the salaries work this year, you're golden. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And so, anyway, to to back to Jonathan Isaac. Finish the point on Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, like please. I like Jonathan Isaac as a player. Like there's a, he does fit like what you might think the Kings need. Yes. Six eleven. Crazy wingspan, crazy athleticism. 
Kyle, he's played 176 games in a seven-year career, and Harrison Barnes' games played streak is at 185. (laughs) The conversation's over. I'm not paying a guy $17.6 million next year as well who doesn't play basketball. And it's unfortunate because, you know, the Kings were on the court when he blew out his knee in the bubble. Mm -hmm. And watching Harry Giles go over and talk to him while he's laying on the ground and had blown out his ACL, and you knew he had blown out his ACL, and watching Harry Giles, a guy who had been through it multiple times, having like a conversation with him on the court, that was hard. Yeah. But that's, you. if you want to be a team that doesn't miss games, you don't go trade for players that miss games. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. Even even when and and again, I I just I couldn't agree more with you. This is not about Jonathan Isaac on paper necessarily. No, like because on paper he makes all the sense in the world. And honestly, a reason he's probably available is because of everything you just said. If Jonathan Isaac was playing eighty games a year, seventy five games a year, whatever number, I don't think the Magic are like, yeah, we need to get rid of this guy. Well, they probably wouldn't have drafted both Mo Wagner and Paolo Bancaro. They probably wouldn't even have been in the running to draft one of those yeah. players because they probably would have been a better team. Yeah. But the fact is, he's not. He doesn't play, and yeah. you're not a good team when he's on. You're, he doesn't help your team win because he can't stay on the mm-hmm. court long enough to play. Yeah, and I don't hate the idea of, like, if Jonathan Isaac was a free agent. Yeah, like a low gonna, budget, right, like two-year five. Take a flyer. Right. That's... And in fact, frankly, that's what I think the Kings need to probably do a lot of this offseason is just go find, yeah, hey, you're 6'10 and athletic. Maybe you can play. Maybe you can't get in here and we'll see. And if he's a free agent, I would love the idea. I'd be all aboard. Yeah. But I'm not giving up assets to go get him. No, I, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully yeah. on board with yeah. that too. It's yeah. tough because some of these players, they can help you. Yeah. But you have to balance so many things when, when you're, you're making commitments and like you're certainly not going to trade Harrison Barnes, a guy who doesn't miss any games, for a guy who plays, yeah. you know, what amounts to two NBA no matter, seasons in seven. No matter how, geez, putting it like that is nuts. Um, that and that's just it. No matter how much better Jonathan Isaac is than Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes is better when Jonathan Isaac isn't playing. Yeah, you know, I mean that's yeah, and I I would say that Harrison Barnes has proven to be a much better player than Jonathan Isaac over his career, and part of that's because Jonathan Isaac just can't like he can't develop as a player because he's not on the court. Yeah, so his, it's his, tough. His third season, he played thirty four games. He's eleven point nine points, six point eight uh, boards, and over two blocks a game, almost two and a half blocks a game. Yeah, <sighs> Karolinko, that's like what you'd he loved. Right, you'd love you'd love that stat line yeah. as the Kings' backup center. He's a he's a Andre Karolinko type player, like a or a, I shouldn't say backup center next to Demas. Uh, yeah, Domas. yeah, he's a disruptive fourth. He, he can be. He he, but the fact that he can't play, yeah, that's most just of the time. It. I'm like, hey, the conversation's over. Yeah, we can talk, and that's so. And like I said, you can talk injury flyers in in free agency. That's yeah. it, it, fine, but at the at the trade deadline, I would way rather go see them. I get a player that they they are much more confident will be on the court and impactful for this year. No, totally. That's so. if they're making a move, you've got to you've got to improve the top. Like I would say, I would like to see them improve the starting lineup, but yeah. I think you're more likely to, you need to improve the uh, the top seven of your rotation. I want to get back to what we were talking about earlier with uh, I. It's not a report from the athletic. It's a write a discussion in the athletic a write-up an article in the athletic yeah from david aldridge and josh robbins uh, david aldridge of course very plugged in in washington dc uh, josh robbins is a is a beat writer for the wizards out there mm-hmm. um 
Kyle Kuzma, they basically they went through the entire Wizards roster and were like, all right, if they make the whole roster available, who goes where for what? And the Kings came up as a fit for Kyle Kuzma. And the deal that, and I don't want to get into the Kuzma fit, does he fit, does he not? Like, we've done that a million times. Yep. Talked about the merits of it. Great. The trade that Josh Robbins lays out is Kyle Kuzma to the Kings for Kevin Herter and Trey Lyles. And I know that you're big on the Kyle Kuzma idea because his contract is relatively affordable. He does things that would immediately help the Kings if you plug him into their rotation. And again, that affordability aspect of it is is key. Do you still like the deal if it's Herter plus Lyles? No. And I think one of the reasons why I, I, like, I'm not even considering that deal, mm-hmm. like maybe you consider, like again, Davion Mitchell and um, and Kevin Herter and, in a trade, right? Sure. But I don't think I'm I'm crushing my depth and, and then having to come up with a new starting shooting guard mm-hmm. in order to make that deal. And uh, again, I like Kuzma. Yes. I, as a player, I, I like his contract better. And I also like the idea that if Kyle Kuzma doesn't work out a year from now, two years from now, because of his contract and, and just the declining scale and mm-hmm. what it is, it's so easily movable. If it doesn't work out, just, okay, it didn't work out. We can yeah. move him very easily, right? Yeah. I think if you're dealing with Washington, Washington is a team who on the season is nine and 37, Mm -hmm. nine and 37. That's they're done. They're cooked and they're not cooked this year. They're cooked next year. They're probably cooked the year after. And they thought, they thought they were assembling a team that was going to like win a little. Uh, I think they're assembling a team that would help them like get through a time, right? Like a a group of seasons. They thought they were putting together a roster that wasn't going to be nine and 37 after 46 games. Yes. So at this point, though, if you're dealing with Washington, what Washington watches it is the trade capital. And I think the biggest piece to what Josh Robbins and, and David Aldrich wrote was very specific. It's that, you know, Washington has been asking for two second, uh, two first round picks, but that price is probably a little higher than what they're willing to accept. And so if I'm the Kings, I'm trying to figure out a, a way to piece together a deal that does not include uh, Kevin Herter, uh, certainly, mm-hmm. and and not even Harrison Barnes. If this is the player Harrison Barnes is going to be, and I can get that player, Harrison Barnes, the player the one who's from been the last here, few games. Yeah, the one from the last few games, but the one that's been in Sacramento for the last five years. Right. If sure. I can get that player as my third forward with Keegan Murray and Kyle Kuzma as my starters, mm-hmm. hmm, okay. So now right. how do I construct a, de- a deal? Right. And like, there are ways you can do it, but that's where you start like, okay, if you have to trade Trey Lyles and a deal like that, mm-hmm. where you're not giving up Kevin Herter, but you're giving up Trey Lyles. But so you're looking at Lyles, you're looking at Duarte, you're looking at Davion Mitchell mm-hmm. and throw in, whether it's Kessler or throw in, like that's, you can make the money work without attaching either Herter or Barnes. And now if you're the Kings and you're trying to get good now and you're trying to take a huge step now, if there's a way that you can do that without touching the running back core mm-hmm. where you're inserting a a top five player into your rotation, maybe a, a probably a starter. A yeah, top, if you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's even say like Kuzma might even be like your fourth best player. 
maybe fifth, right? Yeah. Right there. But if you're doing that, now what that does to the rest of yes. your rotation right. is amazing. Right. And the fact that you're losing Trey Lyles is a bummer, but the fact that you're inserting Harrison Barnes into that that spot right. and Kuzma is taking Harrison Barnes' spot in the rotation, Yeah. see, now that's when it's like, okay, would I give up a first? Yeah, I'm giving up a lottery protected first. Yes. Um, in 2026 and 27, well, like whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm also giving up maybe one or two second round picks as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is a happy medium where you're, they may not want the player. That's kind of where they're at. They don't need the player. Mm-hmm. What they need is a couple of contracts, a couple of people that might actually fit into their rotation right now, just so they can get through this season and next. Mm-hmm. But realistically they're, they're making a trade to get the, to uh, to get the draft picks, the draft capital. Yeah, and that's where. So <laughs> our guy Buddha said that's a championship level team right there. Uh, I I don't that I don't know, but I feel way better about that version of the Kings than I do this one. The one that you just laid out, where it's Kuzma yeah. in the starting lineup, and now Harrison Barnes is is your seventh guy. Yeah. And that that I like that so much better. Let's get let's get Kenny Caraway in here, D'Lo and Casey, uh, Kenny Caraway in here for the handoff. Uh, what's going on, Kenny? Yo yo. Uh, how do you feel about that idea? So I don't know how much of that you heard, but in the Athletic today, David Aldridge and Josh Robbins from Washington, they mentioned a Kyle Kuzma trade to the Kings, and a hypothetical one, not a report, not a source, just throwing what it out it there. Look like Kevin Herter and Trey Lyles. Kevin Herter and Trey Lyles. So we're James and I are both pretty much out on that idea. Yeah. But if it's Trey Lyles and then the other stuff to make the money work for Kyle Kuzma, where you have Kuzma in your starting lineup and now Harrison Barnes is your seventh guy, mm-hmm. that I think makes the Kings really significantly better in a way that just Kyle Kuzma in a vacuum does not. Mm. My first thought is... I'd rather keep Kevin Herter and trade Harrison Barnes. Now, why Washington would do that, not exactly sure. Um, no knock on Harrison. It's just, right. you know, he's got more years on his contract, more money, things of that nature. And uh, they're probably not trying to add a whole lot of long-term salary. Sure. So that that would be an issue. But my first thought, if we're just talking players and what I'd rather do, is I'd rather keep Trey Lyles and, and move Harrison Barnes. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, see, huh. in, in my like, if I'm judging those two at this point, I think Herter does because he's 25 because he does stretch huh. the defense and all that stuff. That's one thing. But I, I also, if I'm the Kings, I tried to get it. I try to get a deal done without either of them in it. Oh, for sure. And if Absolutely. you can do that, that's where yeah, that's I, where we're laying out. That's yeah. first and foremost. Like I just, I'm, I'm saying Harrison because I feel like you got to give somebody up. But but if you can do a situation where both Barnes and Herder stay. Uh, but you yeah, said that, uh, real, real quick, I'm fascinated by this. You said you'd rather trade Harrison Barnes than Trey Lyles. Yeah, I trust I trust Trey Lyles in that role more than Harrison Dang. Barnes. Oh. at this point, that's coming off the bench and uh, being able to do stuff. I mean. I, I I need I need somebody that can stretch the floor, and isn't going to be afraid to stretch the floor and, and shoot, and is going to rebound and can potentially play, um, you know the, the four or the five in certain situations coming off the bench, 
And I trust Trey Lyles a little bit more with that right now hmm. than I do Harrison Barnes. That's what I'd be fascinated to see because I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that, which is good radio. <laughs> but I would be fascinated to see what Harrison Barnes looks like if put into that role. Because James, you and I were talking about earlier, the like what makes Harrison Barnes valuable is his his ability to take on a role within a team that is a background role that is a that is a fringe. Okay, you're in the starting five, but you're very much number five among those five. I'd be really interested to see if he is the second guy off the bench where there are going to be times every night where, yeah, hey, you're probably the number two scoring option, well, maybe the number three scoring option. Real quick, I'll say something about that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I like Harrison. I love Harrison. But I don't, I don't know what happened. I want to be perfectly clear when I say that. I'm just trying to figure mm-hmm. out what happened. But he was asked to take like the, the most reduced role ever in his career mm-hmm. this past year, and he was gone for 40 games. Like he couldn't handle it. Yeah, he couldn't do it and still be productive. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh well, you need me to be the fifth scorer. Well, I just, I'm just gone." And not that he was pouting or anything like that. I'm just saying he didn't know how to handle that. But th- so now for like, yo, come off the bench for an increased role, though. Yeah, increased. But Trey Lyles has plenty of nights where he gets four or five shots. Yeah, like he's yeah, not getting a lot of looks. That's. that's I fair. would. I would think that if you had Harrison Barnes as your off the bench with Malik Monk as your two centerpieces off the bench Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you're going to have that the Barnes is going to play a much more crucial role than he did as a starter. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's what we always talk about when it comes to why you, you don't put Malik Monk in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. You put Malik Monk where he's best suited, which is as that, that guy off the bench who gets to do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. You put him alongside De'Aaron Fox and we see it in bursts during the game. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But having two ball handlers on the court at one time is a, is a good thing to have. But also there's times where it just doesn't work and it's clunky. Mm-hmm. And so in my opinion, like like having Harrison Barnes move to the bench might just open up a whole new world for him. He goes from number five to number two. And that's that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you got to build out the rest of the roster, right? Because you do. If you make that move, if you somehow make a move with Kevin Herter and with uh, Harrison Barnes still on the roster to go get Kyle Kuzma, mm-hmm. it really does got your depth. So mm-hmm. you're looking at no more Chris Duarte, no more Davion Mitchell. Um, you're looking at no more, no more Trey, Trey Lyles, Lyles. Right. And you're probably looking at no more Kessler Edwards, right? Or no more Colby Jones or, or no more Alex Len. One of those pieces is going. Mm. And so now you got to look at your team and go, how does this piece together? Mm-hmm. And then how do I recover after that? And can Keon Ellis backfill? Can, if Colby Jones is still on the roster, can Colby Jones backfill? Or do I need to make a secondary move to go get another piece? Do I need to go trade a second round pick for to a team that has a hole mm-hmm. and needs to, or has a salary cap issue? Like the Golden State Warriors. Is there a player on the Golden State Warriors that's a low budget player, but you could give a second round pick to and you absorb that contract into your 15th roster spot mm-hmm. and they save, you know, upwards of $40 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there's something like that out there that you could actually keep stacking up and making your team better. That's where it starts to get, it gets interesting. And that's why I don't like waiting mm. until the last second because yeah. all of these things have to fall into place at the same time. Yeah. I, th- I think the biggest thing for me right now is 
That's good. Is, and I keep using the qualifier. I love Harrison Barnes. It's, it's not a dig at him, and it's not about his talent. I just don't trust him. I don't trust him to show up. Hmm. Yeah. I don't trust him. And that, that, that doesn't and that mean doesn't, he can't. And that's not, and that that's, doesn't mean I don't believe he can. I just don't but, but, trust him. But it, you don't trust him because this has been more than a decade of this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that this and, is just kind of who he is as a player, and it's not bad. But I understand why you wouldn't want to be like, yeah, let's give that guy a bigger role. It's funny because I don't trust Kyle Kuzma, but I trust his contract. <laughs> and so now if, sure. if you're not trusting one guy and I'm not trusting the other, like uh, well, that, what's that, going on? With, with Kuzma, he may do like weird stuff, but I know you're going to – one way or another, you're going to know he's out there. I don't <laughs> like that I don't know Harrison could just be a ghost. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not comfortable with that. I think there's a role there, though, where he could really find success and and be a and it would like make him a much better player within the confines of who the Kings are. So, and we're talking about shooting, we're talking about versatility defensively, mm-hmm. we're talking about a guy. And if you need to go big at some point, and you can go Fox or or Monk with mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes, Kyle Kuzma, and mm-hmm. and Keegan Murray all on the front line together with Sabonis mm-hmm. or with Javale McGee. Uh, I don't know. It's intriguing to me. I, I I would at least if I can venture down this road and I can put a pe- put a deal together that for pieces, I would do it. Last thing, real quick. Then we got to get to to D'Lo and KC. Uh, Kenny, would you? By the way, next week we're calling it D'Lo and Kenny. Yeah, uh, I'm no KC allowed. Okay, yeah, very good. Not, not next week. Okay, yeah, that's for for no KC. tech nine yeah, being yeah, yeah. played either. Yeah, no, no chance. Uh, real quick, you're an All Star replacement in the NBA All Star game in Indiana. You know you're not going to play a lot. Do you want to go? I want to go because I like the all-star stuff. I don't know if these NBA players feel the same way about that, especially if you've already gone. Mm. No doubt. All right, very good. Uh, That's Kenny Caraway. D'Lo and KC are coming up next right here on ESPN 1320. Sacramento Sports Later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.